With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Welcome to OEM Industry Update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy-duty on- and off-highway equipment industries. I'm Sarah Jensen, editor of OEM Off-Highway, and in this week's episode, our colleague Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today and contributor to ForConstructionPros.com, speaks with Kenton Williams of Honda and Tyler Parker from Black & Veatch about the development and testing of an autonomous work vehicle. Let's take a listen now. Uh, thank you both for joining me. Uh, before we begin uh, and start diving into the topic, can you each tell me a little bit about how you became involved um, with the Honda Autonomous Work Vehicle Project and what your role has been in that? Kenton, maybe you can start off. Sure. So my role is the U.S. project lead for the Honda Autonomous Work Vehicle Project. And I got involved a few years ago when we started thinking about a second generation vehicle. Uh, we had launched the first generation vehicle at the Consumer Electronics Show in 2018. And we did some small pre-pilot studies with a few uh, research partners, including Black and & Beach. And so now we've come to the point where we have the second generation prototype and we wanted to partner, continue the partnership with Black & Veatch to do testing in the field. And Tyler, can you tell me about how you got involved in this? Sure, so Honda actually uh, posted a video on YouTube calling out for potential partners or anyone who had a concept that they thought might be useful for the, the AWR. And my team is responsible for conducting research on technology in our, in our industry. So through that video, we were able to reach out to Honda and meet a few times, and then we've been involved for the last couple of years. And Tyler, can you maybe just tell us a little about your role with the company? Sure. So Black & Veatch, I'll start with a little description about what the company does. So we sure. design and build critical human infrastructure. We build power plants, water treatment facilities, and we're in telecommunications as well. So my role for the Renewable Energy Division is to ensure that all the processes and tools that we're using first class and that they're going to make us as efficient as capable as possible. Part of what that means is that I get to work with startup companies or well-known companies like Honda who are developing technology that could in, in influence our industry in the future. So it sounds like it was kind of a, a perfect fit when you happened to come across the video. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So let's dive into uh, more details about the AWB. Kenton, can you tell us about how this concept came about and, and what its development has been up to this point in time? Yeah, sure. So the project started a few years ago and a few engineers in the U.S. got together and we actually started thinking about creating a system, an autonomous platform that was small scale that could be used to carry personal items for 
um, recreational use. So it never started off as a construction or off-road type of application. But as the project matured, we scaled up and we leveraged uh, one of our side-by-side platforms as the base chassis for the the first generation model. And so we started thinking about ways that we could leverage the system for off-road construction projects. And so that led to us reaching out to other companies, as Tyler mentioned, uh, Black & Veatch for solar construction. And we did some small scale studies and initial pre-pilot tests where we just wanted to see what were the capabilities of the system in real world environments. And so after those initial tests were conducted, we went back and we took that input and we created a second generation platform, which is what you see today. And so with this project that we did with Black & Veatch, we were looking at a, a proof of concept uh, study. We wanted to take the equipment into the real world environment, into the co- the solar construction industry, and to see how a system like this could be used to ideally uh, improve and optimize their workflow. So can you tell us a little bit about how the, the technology has evolved from the first iteration um, to the second generation model that you're, you've been testing? Sure, absolutely. So with the first generation platform, this was a little bit more primitive. So the second generation has improved sensors, improved technology, the styling is a bit more mature. So with this specific uh, prototype, the vehicle itself is weighs about 1600 pounds, just a little under 1600. It's capable of towing a little over 1600 pounds. We're using a lithium ion battery for power. So it's a fully electrical vehicle. And that battery can last for up to six hours on a single charge. And the vehicle itself can run for just over 28 miles on a full charge battery. How does the autonomous system work? Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about just autonomy and function in general. So first we're using GPS for localization and navigation in uh, the environment. And we're also using a cloud-based app for programming the vehicle as well as overall system management. And then we also use sensors like LIDAR and radar to help with obstacle detection. And finally, we use stereo cameras for remote monitoring. Okay. Now, I'm really curious about the field testing process and the trials that have taken place, especially on Black and Beach's projects. Tyler, can you talk with us about what that has entailed and maybe start by telling us a little bit more about how you specifically became involved in the field trials and what you've been doing with the technology since it's been on, on your projects? Sure. So to Kenton's point, our first full deployment was actually this year, but the story goes quite a bit further back than that. When we first reached out two years ago, it was more about, is there a, is there a concept for this piece of equipment that we can leverage on a solar construction site? The first, the first thing we always look at, no matter what piece of technology we're, we're looking into, is safety. We don't want to test the safety of a piece of equipment on a job site. That's never a good idea. But what we right. do want to do is we want to make sure that this piece of equipment is going to be first safe, second usable by the professionals on the job site, and then reliable. If a piece of equipment does what it's advertised to do, um, our teams are skilled enough to make it function well on the job site um, and, and provide value. 
So for the first couple of years, you know, we took some of the prototypes out to secure areas of sites to make sure we understood what the terrain was, was going to do to the sensors that were on Gen 1. We worked closely with the design team to help determine, you know, do we need to size up this piece of equipment from what it started out as to what you see um, being shown today. We answered a lot of those questions. From there, we took another deep dive into the, the safety platform and the risk assessment. We wanted to make sure that we understood exactly what this piece of equipment was designed to do so that we could educate the people on our job sites. One of our primary objectives, not even just with the AWR, but with the integration of any new piece of technology at all, is that we empower our professionals to be ready for the transition to this new you know, generation of construction technology. That provides great value, not only to our professionals, but to the company too. If we're a step ahead and our people understand how to use this equipment early on, when it comes time to fully transition, we're gonna be ready to go. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It sounds like you have really experienced some interesting things with this technology. It's been educational. Are there specific lessons you feel like that have come out of it or insights that will help you in determining how you can utilize it going forward? Sure. There's definitely been a lot of lessons learned. And working with a company like Honda gives us access to, to so many people who are really good at what they do. So not only are we able to learn about this particular piece of equipment, but also how the technology is going to impact us in the future in, in other ways as well. Specifically with the AWR, we've been able to introduce a piece of fully autonomous equipment to a job site and successfully train our craft on how to best utilize that equipment safe. That's step one. Everything from there, um, we're going to be able to take the platform and we're going to be able to maximize the value of it as it becomes more and more reliable and readily available. So what about from your perspective, Kenton, uh, what kind of lessons has Honda learned from field trials such as this? And how is that informing you on where to take this technology going forward? Yeah, definitely mutual lessons learned on, on Honda's side as well. So obviously from a purely technical standpoint, we are getting feedback from actual people in the construction industry on how to make this a better platform, just from a hardware and software perspective, but also things like a user interface. So the one, one of the most important things to note about this piece of equipment is that it can function autonomously, but the human is always in the loop somewhere, whether that's uh, programming the robot or monitoring it remotely, there is a need for a person to always be engaging with this technology. So it's important for Honda to understand how we learn from people who have experienced it and getting their feedback and how we can improve our system, our user interfaces, and how the human-robot interaction can play out. Do you have other field trials in place at this time as well? So we haven't made any public announcements about other partnerships or other field tests, but uh, what we will say is that the door is open for other industries and other partners so that we can further mature the project. 
Absolutely. So looking at what's ahead, where do you see the AWB platform going in future? How do you see this transforming? Is it going to become a production product and what applications might that entail on construction job sites? Or is this going to end up being more of an opportunity to learn from it and maybe develop other features and technologies on other equipment or components. What's the future of this technology? Yeah, that's a great question. And we have some initial ideas, uh, but we haven't made any plans for commercialization or business of any kind at this time. Uh, But what we will say is that we would like to further develop the platform. We see that there is potential for this vehicle in other industries. And so that's why we're open to reaching out to other businesses and other partners to further expand the potential of this project. So what we think right now is that this is a very versatile and agile piece of equipment. The intention is to transport payloads, materials, supplies from point A to point B on in some environment. So if there's any industry that could benefit from technology of that kind, we're definitely open to that. Tyler, I'd like to kind of um, get your perspective on where you think this technology could be utilized in your company and, and in other applications in the construction industry. Do you see autonomous vehicles like this being practical on on the job site? Absolutely. And to second Kenton's point, the the great thing about the AWB is that it is a very versatile piece of equipment. It is a, it's a tool that can be used to transport items from point A to point B reliably without needing to use support man hours to to make that happen. One of the, the goals that we always have in construction is to obviously make things more efficient, but to make sure we're utilizing people on job sites in an effective way. So if I can transition someone from a support function of, to productivity into a productive environment, that's a bonus. And that's not just in solar construction, that's in construction in general. Right. So especially given the the labor shortage right now in the industry, and certainly with the potential for additional construction activity with the infrastructure bill, it sounds like this type of technology has some potential to take some of that, those labor intensive roles away and, and use mechanization to accomplish those. Do you see it as something that could address some of the challenges with the workforce? I believe it's a tool that can provide a support function, but I think it's it's a bit of a misconception that you can replace a human being with a tool early on. Sure. I think uh, to Kitten's early point, you need people to make these tools function well and provide them. So our focus is on training and educating our professionals on how to best utilize these tools and then let, us t- let them tell us how we're going to really add value with them. We, we want to maximize the potential of everyone on a job site so that we can do more work with the trained professionals that we have. Um, And I think that's a great point because there's always this concern that it's going to replace workers on the job site, whereas you're saying it's augmenting those workers and giving them more opportunities. Correct. If we can take a professional that is responsible for transporting material from point A to point B today and train them on a 
on a on a trade, mechanical, electrical, civil, or in autonomous equipment operations. We're upskilling that professional and at the same time adding value to our clients and simultaneously creating partnerships with companies like Honda. So it's kind of a win all around. This has been really a fascinating conversation. Is there anything else that you'd like to share, Kenton, about the technology that Honda is developing and what you think that this is going to offer for the industry? Yeah, so we typically don't go into too much detail about the technical aspect of it. But what we can say is that, again, to reiterate, we really do think that this is a versatile piece of equipment that can be used for a lot of different purposes. And right now, our hope is to partner with companies like Black & Veatch to have a better understanding of what are the areas of opportunity for design improvement, user experience improvement for the current technology. But then as we mature and evolve the technology, you could imagine that maybe there's additional uh, pieces of equipment, supplemental equipment or accessories or things that can be attached to the current platform that can be helpful to other industries outside of construction. Right. Right. So is there anywhere that uh, if there is interest or curiosity to learn more that they could go and find that information? Do you mean potential partners to find? Right. If there's potential, excuse me, I should have clarified that. Yes. Um, Is there anywhere that uh, anyone who might be interested in being a potential partner with uh, Honda in this uh, and learn more about the process? Is there anywhere that they might be able to reach out to you or to the company? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a website. Uh, Anyone who's interested can reach out to awv at na.honda.com. Great. Well, Kenton, Tyler, thank you so much for giving us some time today. I think this has been a great conversation and really fascinating technology. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to share it with us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. And be sure to tune in again for future episodes to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry.